Obviously, this is the Emmanuel Jai podcast, the show where we discuss everything creative with creatives and what it's like being a freelancer in London. For all your weird, creative and branding needs, stay tuned. Yeah, well, we are here. <laughs> we there. We are here. We there. The finale. Finale. Season one, episode six of the Emmanuel Jai podcast. And joining me. I'm dead. Is the one. And only. I'm dead. Emmanuel Ajayi. Oh my God. <laughs> Give it up. Give it up. <laughs> Yo, how are you going to explain that one to them though? So basically. Basically. Long story short. I've got a cousin. With the same name as me. He stole it. I was born first by the way. In case yeah. you're wondering. That's true. I was born. You were actually born first. What, six, eight months. Yeah, like nine months first. Yeah. So yeah. No, um, not nine, eight months. Eight months. Yeah. So, yeah. That's so, the story. I think I'm, I'm the big. So, but. in hindsight, you've got Emmanuel Jai on the Emmanuel Jai podcast hosted by Emmanuel Jai. Yeah. Get your head around that one. Mm. Emmanuel Jai. Great. So, um, how's your journey, man? How have you been, bro? Well, it was good, man. Just came from some corporate function with our own Igbo people. So, yeah, man. Just went. What's them functions saying, man? Um, We're in the Christmas period right now. <laughs> a lot of parties, a lot of drinking, a lot of free bar at the tab, so I can't complain still. Fam, you know if I was there, I'll just be collecting drinks. Yeah, to take just home. be tapping white wine left, right, center, like I've been doing. No, it's I good got, though. I was collected to take home. You're actually finished. What, did they serve in bowls? No, um, or cups. Yeah, they'll just yeah, give it to you like half a glass. Well, I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> Fam, you have to finesse this, this nine to five place. Everything they offer, I'm you done. must take. I'm Come finished. on, man. But no, yeah, it was good though. It's calm, man. But yeah, yeah man. Thank you for coming. It's Any good to have bro. you, man. You have to support no. the thing, man, from early. Yeah, man. Love, man. Been a supporter of the podcast from day. Yeah. So, obviously, before we get into it, I want to play a game with you. My yeah. favorite game. Yeah. Word association. All right, let's do it. You know. <clears throat> um, and today's topic is football. Yeah. Your footy head. I see what you did. Yeah. So, um... <laughs> <laughs> I see what you did, bro. <laughs> so, yeah. how Do you know how to play or do you want to explain? Yeah. So, nearest word that comes to your yeah, mind. Yeah, yeah. So, like, you got the... Like, words have to correlate. And right. first, to hesitate users, basically. Calm. Yeah, alright, cool, bro. Since you're my guest, you can go first. Man United. Chelsea. Arsenal. Man, oh, why did I say Man United again? Oh. What, wait, what's your favourite team, by the way? Man United, do oh, you yeah, know this? James, it James, runs James. in the family. Runs in the family, plays let's play a game. I want to lose. Okay, I'll go. Thierry Henry. Chelsea. Huh? Yee. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I'm not a football head. Let me just tell you, say Manchester yeah, United. Clearly, one of us that's invested in football and not the other. Yeah, and that is not me. Let's 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 try one without football. I think football. football is a bag of crap. Yeah, let's try one without football. All right, let's let's do, um, let's do basketball. Okay, LeBron James, Dwayne Wade, Chris Bosh, Chris Paul, oh, James Harden, the bitch. That's the same person, bro. <laughs> what is this guy's friend? Damn, it's the nah, first thing that came to my head, fam. Nah, you're actually done out here, bro. Oh, yeah, man. Well, yeah, man, for those who don't know you, though, tell, tell them about yourself. Like, oh, you did that. How is, it, how is it that there are two people in the Jai family with the same name? Well, probably the last time we'll delve into this, but 
So my dad is one of the oldest brothers in... So let me just tell you, for listeners that don't know, in Nigerian families, yeah, we got the parents where they'll have like 11 and 12 brothers and sisters. Mm. And my dad's one of the oldest of that. So Emmanuel, or let's, for the purpose of this episode, let's call him 360. <laughs> this episode, I'm Emmanuel and he's 360, yeah. So 360's dad is my dad's little brother. So... I think he just thought, yeah, you know what? Because my brother did it, let me just name my son Emmanuel as well. So that's how that's how it goes, really. Um, it's a big family, but we can't complain. So yeah, that that's how yeah. it came about. Um, Sick. about me, what do you want to know? What where are we going with this? No, no, let's take it back, man. Let's yeah. take it. Back. Let's take it. Oh my let's god. Let's take it back to the old days. All right, what are we doing? So I remember when I came back, yeah. To the UK, I, I used to, I was I lived in Nigeria for four years, and I came back when I was ten, mm. and I enrolled into a school I'm dead. in South East London. Yeah, and this school was called Kingsdale. <laughs> this was the same school my cousin went to. Ah, this is how it starts. You see, now before we get into the story, I have I have a. A major bone. Like, now that I deep it, oh, this is a major violation. Uh, so everyone did not want to call me Emmanuel because there already was an Emmanuel Jai. No, there was more than one. Oh, oh Emmanuel Jai. Emmanuel Jai. Yeah. Yeah, so but there was you know what everyone Emmanuel's. called me instead? Oh, what they call you? They called me Ade. Oh, I remember that. <laughs> they called me Ade. I remember that. I'm dead. Violation. I'm sorry, my bro. I mean... Kingsdale was deep in it. They mocked it. Yeah, no, nah, Kingsdale, Kingsdale, everyone had love for me, man. It was too late by the time you only yeah, came man. in, what, yeah, seven, I think. And stole my shine, fam. Yeah, man. Kingsdale was Kingsdale's life. Like, we were just talking about all the celebs that you now know on mm. TV that came from Kingsdale. Yeah. I'm talking Premier League footballers. Yeah, yeah. Um, drill rappers. Mad school, man. Um, your favourite female rapper right now who... Yeah, I'm just... Banks and that. Yeah, so Kingsdale was a factory I remember, at the time. I remember, that, I remember one time we went to Year 8 and there was talks for some reason of like Mega Man's son was coming to, to school. I'm dead. Yeah. I didn't even know that. The girls were moving mad that day. I was like, oh, so done. Things that was a brazy place for anyone that doesn't know. It was just... So imagine at the time, 10, 10, however many years ago. Yeah. You've got Peckham, Brixton, every side of London people in the same school. And somehow they, when they were in school, they all got along. So that's what made Kingsdale, I guess, so special, if you like, so... Yeah, man, it was a bit, it was a bit crazy. Man, still. Man, that school was a war zone, bro. A <laughs> outside, war zone. outside, but not inside. It was a war zone inside, fam. <laughs> How many times I almost got robbed for my phone? You know what? How I... many times I was on the bus and someone was poking me with a, with a flick knife, bro? I don't How know. Many... How many times I tried to flex in school? Yeah, man. Do you remember the time I came to school with um with a magnet earring? <laughs> my, dad, my dad picked you up, and you're like. Bro, did, I, did you you push this? You Man, look how small my ears are, bro. You end up if Man, I don't... <laughs> the thing was drooping, it was hanging, it was way in my head. That's how big the earring was. It was pink. Nah, I can't what believe I that was at. so long ago, man. Um it's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah, man, that was that was not still. So what was your journey like from school into like Whew. so alright. Right. School was school was candy dandy for me. I'm not gonna lie. School was yeah. probably some of my fondest memories. Like you'd have 
you know, all the friends, you'd go and play football in lunchtime. Yeah. It was a mixed school, so there was girls, you know, there was that. So school was enjoyable. I'd look forward to come to school and then college happens. Yeah. And I went to a Richmond College. Yet again, a factory for a lot of hood celebs that you might not know or that you might know, but factory of successful young people. And um, right. it was tough, though, because this is where that, I guess, that conversation of school versus your passion starts to come out. So in Richmond, I was doing four A-levels, uh, some tough A-levels as well, oh. like biology, psychology, Scientist. English literature, etc. And then doing that, college would finish five o'clock, I'd have football 7.30 for the same professional team. So it was like, I'd get home at 12 o'clock midnight from football and oh. still have English at eight o'clock in the morning. And my teacher thought I was being a bum and just falling asleep for no reason. Mm, guess like that, man. Yeah, so juggling at that point is a myth. So you've got to find a different way to... To go so after yeah. a year in Richmond, I left college yeah. and decided to take up proper football academy. So, That's sick. you know, I want to talk to you about how you juggled those two things, but before we get onto that, yeah, fam, during school, yeah, for, for those that don't know, here we go. I left Kings though, yeah, in year eight. <laughs> this is my parents brought me to a new school. <laughs> Some of you haven't heard this story, but basically, this is what happened, yeah. I left Kings though one day. Parents just they just scattered everything, and before I knew it, I was enrolled to a boys' school in um, in Kennington. Tennyson was called Tennyson's. Yeah. But the only problem is, when I was in Kingsdale, I saw females. I'm dead. Yeah. When I came to the open day, no. When I came to my first day, I asked the woman, the receptionist. I said, "Are all the girls on a trip?" She said, "No." So I said, where are they? They said, there's no girls here. This is a boys' school. And that's when... You know when in films, yeah, you see the main character just George scream. Rock. I mean, they zoom out. You see the world. That was my head for me. I said, no! Um, hella man. Peak. Hella man. No, oh, man. Peak. Stress. I was like, what did my parents throw me into? So imagine, I've come into class now. Oh, and, and this is where I thought, okay, cool. I'm gonna make my name for myself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I came in, I had slits in my eyebrows, you know. I thought I was a bad boy, you know. I had I had um I had the slits, two slits in my in my in my hair as well. Came in, yeah. They thought, oh right, who's this you? I was like, yeah, I'm the guy. And then I had my first lesson, and they were like, oh. And then I don't know how it landed on this this topic, oh, but dear. we was talking about football. And then before you know it, I mentioned this guy's name. And they're like, rah, what? He's your cousin. I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He kicks balls still. <laughs> and they're like, rah, he's your cousin, yeah? Then I'm like, yeah, okay, come. So you must be a baller as well. I was like, eesh. Eesh. Nah, I was like, bola. I was like, up. bola. Nah. Then we went to the, the, the playground. <laughs> and this, this is, this is, this is the me. one moment that just destroyed my whole career in school, <laughs> They threw the ball up, yeah? They kicked it. Then they said, Jai, touch. I did the touch and it rolled left. Yay. Yay. Hey. The touch you know, that's was, your whole reputation. Fam, my whole right reputation there, was done, fam. Ratings down times. the drain. Do you know what's funny? What, what they won't tell you, though. They won't tell you that at the time, 
I didn't have such a good touch either. God. So, so I was still... No, but you didn't make it day. good for me, fam. I'm sorry, yeah. bro. You see, you see the way they were gassing you in my school? I said, yeah, Emmanuel Jones, my cousin. What, the one that plays for Bethwin? <laughs> oh, you, you ruined me. See, now that's ruined, all. You ruined me in Kingsdale. You ruined me in Tennyson's. See, now now I have to be a baller. Now, Bethwin, let, we need to take Gosh. a moment to appreciate Bethwin. <laughs> Bethwin. So, so Bethwin... I tried the, to come to trials. My mom didn't listen. let me. Bethwin is the football version yeah. of Spark Nation without. Oh my <laughs> God! You just say Spark Nation. Wait, that was a tight wait, without, without the fraud and without the Jesus Pastor Toby, Christ. without wow. the fraud and without the Pastor Toby. But Bethwin was no, honestly, no joke. Bethwin took a lot of young people off the street, oh, and, and the whole of Peckham, Campbell, everyone that you knew played for Bethwin. That's the only way that Fam. someone from Tennyson's could mm. know my name in year mm. eight playing football. Literally. It's not because well, again, it's not because my touch was good. Hold on, what team did you player. play? A or B team? So we had three teams for anyone that doesn't know. We had ABC. It wasn't in order of how good the team is, it's just because we had too many people. Oh, so I was in my heard, I thought A team was the best. Team. Of course they'll tell you that, but they didn't tell you we would spank them in finals and stuff like that. So yeah. they won't tell you that. So and what team did you play for? I played for the B team. Ah I played for the B team. You had the second best. Well, they'll tell you that, but listen, when awards day came, let me just tell you. <laughs> Only one person cleaned up awards and yeah, listen, don't gas me up like that, but it's not that I was, it's not that I was a great player when I was younger. I just used to score a lot of goals and that Mm. narrative continues. You'll find in football that goals win games and that's what anyone's ever going to think or talk about once it's done. It don't matter how bad I play or how many bad touches I've had. If I score, that's it. And that's all I used to do Mm. when I was younger. And you played forward, didn't it? Still doing, yeah, yeah. Strike. Yeah, so that's that's how that... But Bethlehem was special, man. Bethlehem was like like a youth club, but like really serious for football, yeah. like, and still very much community vibes. So, yeah, okay. Bethlehem was good vibes, man. That's sick, man. That's sick. So, like, yeah, so going back on what you said as well, like, how, how are you juggling, juggling like... Because I know what I've noticed is a lot of people that dream... Because most most man them dream of, yeah, I want to be a footballer one day, banging in goals. Yeah. That's most man them's dreams. But how... And I know you took it seriously as well. So how did you juggle education with football? And so what, what was it like? What was the journey for that? So I think it's important to, to, to identify that. When I was... When I was... Let's talk about age. When I was between about 10 and... 13, 14. Yeah. I was just the kid that was playing football on the street with his friends. I didn't used to do nothing. I used to kick a ball and run around yeah. in the street and almost get ran over by cars. <laughs> but one day some guy was just like, Oh, come come down and play football. Like you'll just enjoy it. Even if you like, even if you don't play that well, you always get a game, blah, blah, blah. So that's how Bethwin came. Within one or two years of Bethwin, some professional cl- clubs came calling and I was shocked because I was like, after who? Me? And I was like, are you sure? Like, I've been playing club football for a year, two years, and they're coming at this rate. But I guess for my age, I was okay. So I was thinking, okay, that's when all of a sudden your parents, yourself, mm. and the people around you start to think, actually, could my son or could my friend or could this person mm. actually make a living out of it? So that's when things got serious. Yeah. And that's why 16, 17, 18, you'll see that I was thinking about academies and stuff like that. So okay. that's where I had to figure it out and juggle. And in terms of juggling... I mean, that's where you need a strong support system, like even in your college or whatever the case may be. You can't have a teacher come in thinking, oh yeah, this guy's a waste, man. He's not dedicated. He's not intelligent. But because, for, well, she played herself because my English teacher would find that 
in my test, I got an actual B on an A-level English test, first yeah. try. But in my coursework, I got an E, which means I haven't had the time to dedicate as much as I could compared to other students. So yeah. my heart could never fully go into it, which is why I was like, choose an academy instead. Because and at least with an academy, even though you don't get to study at such a high level, you still get to have the best of both. So you will train in the afternoon whilst having lessons in the morning as well. So it's all in one. That was the benefit whilst actually playing for a semi-professional team, really. So yeah, yeah that, that was the attraction. Sick. That's all sick, fam. Like, I remember there was a couple trial scam sites that I tried to go for. <laughs> you know, they like, gassed my ego. Like, I was the kind of you who used to practice football skills in the um, room there. just for the playground because... And I just wanted to have the ball as long mm. as I could, you know? I'm dead. You know, I remember those games we used to like play in the playground, like you can keep the ball for the longest kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Like a free fall, like any, everyone is Everyone just you. rushing me to so, like, Obviously, you got to have techers, man. Only the people with techers could hold the ball for the longest. Like. Oh, wow. So I think this was around the period in year nine where I was practicing how to do like around the world, <laughs> flip flap. You're about um, to get a gem here, audience. <laughs> You know, so one day I, I've been practicing, practicing, pulling out all the stops, you know what I mean? And then one day, just had the ball. And then you know what I did? I did a 360 twice. And I nutmegged both of them. I'm dead. And then someone just shouted my name, Ajayi. And another one said, 360. I said, wait. It was like a light bulb moment. Ajayi 360. I was like, oh, God. So that's how the name um, was born, that's yeah? That's how the name was born. It was like... There you go. Fam. There you go. I was gassed. I know. Before you knew it, a couple months later, I printed out on a t-shirt. I I'm rocked dead. it. So yeah, I'm a Jai 360. That was my, that's my origin story. Logo names come good when you don't force it or think about it too much. Yeah, man. I, what I've noticed is a lot of people give you your name. Like yeah. Your brand name. Yeah. Yeah. Like, for example, Gigs as well. Like, he used to be called... Oh, everyone knows him as Hollow Man, but he used to be called Gigs came from Giggler. Cause yeah, also... I remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that. So Damn, we're talking about gigs. This is this is taking me way back. Yeah, man. In fact, I'll tell you gigs. what. Woo, let's flip some interview questions on you. What was hey. your first what was your first Manuel experience? Ajayi, interview team. <laughs> I'm Manuel Ajayi. Yeah, this is gonna get real confusing wow. for them. But talk to because I think this is important to say and people forget talk to me the first time or the first few times that you experienced gigs like what was life like at the gigs time what was, was this scene like what was music like this was year 8 yeah and the first couple of tunes like this was around the tunes where I was just listening you know what it is it's like I had a lot of people in my class who used to talk about a lot of like gangster music like like you know you have the people who who have siblings or friends who are affiliated with these gangs or these places, you know what I mean? Brixton and Peckham, you know, that's that's the kind of school I went to. So, you know what I mean? When you hear a name of a tune or you hear someone, a group of people discussing a tune, you're going to go and do research and you're going to go and listen to it. So 100. that's why I heard, like, gigs and, like, because I lived in Campbell at the time. So yeah, you did. I wasn't really... I was in, in the middle in that scene, yeah. In the middle of all of that when that was happening. So like when I heard talking the hardest, yeah, I said, Wow, this is phenomenal. <laughs> this is amazing. This is crazy. So let me tell you something about talking the hardest, yeah. When talking the hardest came out, 
every boy, it doesn't matter who you are, how tall, how short, how hench you are, every boy was instantly a roadman, including myself. Because that song made you feel like you was ready to ride out for your entire life. Um, it was making you feel so reckless. And I was like, fam, what is this song, man? And yeah, as we now know, now know it today, it's the national anthem up till today. But I think the time, like if you think about the time, you think Sonny Erickson phones, mm-hmm. Girls used to wear fringes. Bro, like this is what you think of. Sonny Erickson phones were valuable. Man. I remember I was at a Campbell bus stop, and one, and I was in my uniform in Kingsdale, and the unit's come to me, and, and he said, "Bro, what phone you got?" <laughs> but now he see my tie. All oh, right, you go Kingsdale. Now you're cool. You're cool. You're cool. I said, "Raw, fam. If I didn't go to this school, I could have been sucked that day." I'm dead. But yeah, man. I'm it dead. Peak still. Those phones there, they were valuable, man. Those Sony Ericsson phones or those headphones, fam. Those are the AirPods of our generation. I'm dead. But yeah. So my next question is, how did you find your way into your art, into your craft? I know I know a bit more about how you are, you're honing it now. Yeah. And even honing it over the past three or four years at least. But how did you come to find what your craft was and fall in love with it? My craft is... See me, yeah? I'm the type of person, like... I'm, I'm one attribute I have is curiosity. I like trying new things Same. and I like um like creatively anyway and I like to you know I like I love hypotheticals. I love to pander to them. So that's why if you read my podcast and bio as well it says um curiosity killed the cat but what if the cat was uh creative or something like that. I can't even remember what I wrote. I was wondering what that means. Yeah. But it's just like, that's just kind of how my thinking is. Like, I feel like in life you can do things differently. So I always want to explore the different things you can do in life. Mm -hmm. So that's my angle when it comes to anything creative. That's why if you see me, I will never do the same thing again. Like, Mm -hmm. do you know what I mean? It's always different. I'm always switching it up. Like, So is that how you've gone from... Because I'm I'm just curious. I just want to know more and more. That makes sense. That's a a good feeling to have. I think... That, that feeling resides with me as well in a slightly different way. Yeah. Uh, because some of the things I want... So my curiosity is different. My curiosity is about some of the things that people don't care about so much. Mm. So that's it's the same thing, though. Once you're curious about something, you just delve into it until you find what it is exactly that you're curious about, and then you move yeah. on to the next thing. <laughs> but... So what what are some of the things you've been curious about then? Well, now you're now you're getting into the bag. This boy's podded now. Um, so I'm curious about people, and that sounds brazy, but I'm very curious about people and the types of people around all of us. I think mm. if you look at what I've ended up doing as a job or my last couple of jobs, it's yeah. just because there's people around that makes okay. it enjoyable. So I'm I'm working with people. I'm talking to a lot of people. That's my that's one of my passions, I can say. Yeah. So even though, yeah, football might be first love, whatever the case may be, if you think about football as well, what's their people? Yeah. So I'm in a team sport, I'm in a team environment mm. where it feels like we're doing something together. Yeah. So if you look around, I always look at everyone, like regardless of who it is, or regardless if it's the cleaner at work, if it's some guy I've never seen before, yeah. if it's the pastor at the church, I look at everyone intensely because I'm thinking... 
what is your experience? What are you going through? Because perspective is essential. Mm. We must we must all have so many different perspectives, yet we're all living in the same life. So that's my yeah, curiosity. True. My curiosity is always people-centric, Ooh. which is why uh, you find that I'm obsessed yeah. with TV shows, movies, etc. because yeah. they give me all these characters that okay. maybe real life doesn't get to delve into so often. So... Okay, I see. So, like, how does your like football, your passion for football play into that? Like, so, where, where do I where do I start with football? Football is football is the only part of myself where I find I want to compete. I'm not really a competitive person by nature. So, um, I'm actually more like. So I, I always give a bad analogy. Yeah, if if me and my friend, or me and just another boy in general, somehow want the same girl. I would naturally pull back and I'd be like, yeah, bro, do your thing. Like, because I'm not competitive. Not that that's something you should compete about, but I'm just giving a very bad analogy of I'm not naturally competitive. So football is the first thing where if you put a ball in front of me and everyone is either on my team or against me, somehow I just want to win. Yeah. That, I don't know where that comes from, but that, mm. football is just put a ball yeah. in front of some stuff. guys and tell them that yeah, this this is this is this is going to be how it is. Mm. Some of you are going to be better than the others. So one of you is going to win. One of you is going to lose, and that's where it comes from. So okay. that's it creates competitiveness, and it, I think I so, think. But that sounds like from what you just said, that sounds like a personal compet competitive nature though it's yeah like a team thing so. no it doesn't so and that's why, a problem why, why, is, why isn't that applic- um, applicable in other areas of your life so I'm answer that in twofold one fold is that yeah it's true a majority of my experience in football even though I've played in a team mm. has been as an individual which okay. is strange but I think football has changed football you'll see players like <laughs> yeah I'm not going to say players names but you'll see loads of players today because everyone knows whose name I'm going to say but you'll see players today yeah, who it looks like when they're playing they're playing as an individual so there are individual yeah. elements to it but in terms of why doesn't competitiveness apply to the rest of my life half of it I reckon is just because I'm lazy I can't lie I'm a lazy boy mm. um, but the other half is just because I don't I don't see the value and I know this sounds, again, very strange, but I don't see the value in competing in things that people naturally compete in. What if it's something you want, though? <laughs> and here, here we go again. There's not many things like that in this life that I would say I want just like that. I feel like the things in this life I want are very are so small that people today overlook it. So what do I want? I want, I want my family to be good. I want my friends to be good. That sounds like very bog-standard basic things, but actually... If you look back later in your life, you'll see that those are the things that really matter. So mm. for me, it's more bigger picture things, but on an everyday level, if that oh, makes wow. sense. Everything else comes with it, that's in my deep. opinion. I know, I know. It's deep, yo. I know, that's me. So like, in terms of football, yeah, what I wanted to ask you is, you see all the man them that... Here we go. <laughs> Here we go. As soon as my brother said all the man them, I knew it was a rap. All the man them that just... Oh, I used to play for. <laughs> do, do, do. I got a knee injury. You can't talk because I'm basically one of those. Mm. <laughs> I'm finished now. Mm. Um, well, well, how likely is it that is it for them to, like, realistically, like, be real? Like, how likely was it for them to? Do you want to know what's funny about pro, those man like, them? Be yeah? successful. Do you want to know what's funny about those? How's, how, how's everyone getting injured? <laughs> you got, got NHS. Do you want to know what's funny about the man them? I actually got knee injury. <laughs> 
when I was sickening that actually hurt my knee and it fucked me up but uh, so I reckon you've got two types of them man them mm. you've got the man them that are just doing it to stunt let's keep it a buck they want to stunt for the girl and be like oh, yeah I used to play for Arsenal and, uh, you got those but then you've got the people that were really next to the game yeah. and it is real life that and teachers tell you this from when you're a kid it's real life that you're always just a knock or an injury away from losing football so they always tell you have a plan B that's why I kind of persisted with academics the way I did fortunately the way it works with young people in football is that not everybody gets to excel at both everyone some typically people pick early football or school they'll be made to choose early but for some of us it goes that you have to do both all the way as long as you can just because you've got potential in both so you do have some man that they were very close to the game and they were good players and god knows yeah. something just happened or a lot of the time it's luck as well that goes into it because I'm not going to lie to you, some of the best players I've ever seen in my life, a lot of them didn't make it. And there's a reason for that because it's about luck, it's about your self-belief. What colour were they? They were all black. <laughs> they were all black. I don't think that's got to do with it though. I feel like... I don't think that's got to do with it. It has a lot to do with it, man. I don't think so. I think... Well, well the UK is a country that is racist, but... The racists are saying they're not racist, so, which makes it worse so than America. That's on a large level. I think you've got to look even deeper yeah, than that. Yeah, everywhere, bro. Everywhere. Yeah. One thing I would say is that it's if you look at... institutional racism everywhere. If you look at the opportunities in, in uh, urban London for a young black boy to play for a good club versus outside of London, mm. there's definitely more opportunities on outside of London, outskirts, Kent, Essex, Surrey... Those are where black boys to play. Yeah, that's why they so have why to go. Why are they go, not doing it then? They do do that. That's what they have to do. Otherwise, they don't get a chance. But I'm saying they have to go out of their way to do that. Do you get what I mean? Whereas okay. for other people that live on the outskirts of London, not saying anything about what their race is or what they might look like, but it's easier for them to get to a club. A club is a walk away from their house. Uh, in South London, what do we have? We have Dulwich Hamlet, okay. Two in the Mitchell, and yeah, that's it. London is all... Those are the only clubs you've got. Congested, yeah. yeah. yeah unless you want to still. But I feel like. So, what role does. Because I feel like there's too many talented men that should have blown. Like, it's, like, it's, it's more than. Don't make no sense. It's more than injury, though, because. Yeah. I feel like it, African parents play a role. They used to, but come on, now now niggas are getting 250 yeah, now, bags now, a week. But yeah, but now guys are then, getting 250 bags a week. Parents are not going to be like, oh, my yeah, son now, can't play Premier League. Back then, what was your parents saying back then? Man, they were chatting shit, man. They weren't. They were, they were. They were, I don't, exactly. I don't, feel, I don't feel what... I feel what, like a lot of parents played a huge role in their sons not being able to be successful footballers today. It's, it's true. That's part of it because... Loads, like. You need a support system to, to do what... 100 You need their permission. They're living in the house. Well, to, to say the least, but you also <laughs> need a support system. Yeah. Like It's much different when you've got kids where their parents are on the side and yeah. they've got a whole set of people cheering them on and you've just come with your man them mm. just to go and try and beat another team away. So it's, it's a different story, but yeah. I think if you really want something, things like that don't even play a variable. No, they do, man. No, I don't think so. When you're you when, strict when your mind well. when your mind is uniquely focused on one thing that you want, all of that doesn't matter anymore. It doesn't. I think a lot of it with young young people is about self belief. For like with African parents though and dedication. You don't get them on their side until you start making racks. Yeah, I hear that. They need to see the coin. 
That's I mean, that's people in nature, but that's that conversation before we started airing that me and you had about the creative that chose to continue with their craft mm. versus yeah, what the inner what creative, about the that, creative didn't, that didn't get a chance because of their parents. And that's where football is unique. <laughs> but yeah, that's where football you know is mean? unique because I used to do cadets in, in when I was younger in Swear school. Down. Yeah, no, no, yeah, but you told me this. You my told parents me. they stopped me because they thought they were gonna send me to to do to war. <laughs> <laughs> to Iraq and my parents be threatening you know what I'm to, to send you everywhere fam, when you were so younger like, that's a missed opportunity like, who knows I could have I could have been a military man we'll you know send you back to Nigeria just like always throwing that at yeah, you yeah man how many times I've been threatened to go back to Nigeria come on man it gets like, like they that play, they play a big role in, in, in discouragement for creative roles as well luckily I had parents who by the time I got to college they were quite open and accepting of who I was as a person and what kind of what kind of route I wanted to see because they already saw the signs like right yeah he's creative he likes to draw at this point I was drawing painting sculpturing you know doing all kinds of stuff so in college it was a, it was a no brainer I, I had to do something creative being young is great um, because yeah. you you do so many things and you do, you've got your hand in so many pies so I, even though football was always my thing mm. you'd find me in Tuesday basketball club Wednesday yeah. rugby Thursday running you'd just do everything mm. and that's good because I'd encourage anyone that's got kids to do that from young because that's how your child finds what they enjoy yeah man you've got to try dipping and, and the in. thing is the benefit of that is you can keep trying even until you're fair you can keep trying you're allowed to keep trying but that's true if you if you do that whole process when you're younger yeah yeah, no, it you're makes gone, a difference. You're going to be gone clear by the time you're in your mid twenties. Makes a difference. Mid to above, because like there's a there's a um I went to a Christmas party the other day. I had a book in here, and there was a small boy. He lives he lives around here actually mm. in Peckham. Um, I forgot his name, but he's eleven year old. He's eleven years old, and he has he does his own vegan dips. He's eleven year old. Wow, that's he's crazy. Won award, yeah. Wow, that's like he, crazy. He they've they thought about putting their their things on Uber Eats and all these oh, things. Is it? Like these are big big accolades, and he's eleven, fam. It happens, bro. Fam, when, he, when he's when he's fit sixteen, oh my days, he's gonna be fam. He's won an award already. You know what I'm saying? So I feel like young people who have the opportunity to be creative and experiment in different you know pots and pies here. Um, when you decide what you want to do you're going to go ham you're really going to go ham because you've tried you know because you know you know when you're doing something there's always that what if yeah and as in my journey I don't want to look back on my life and have the what if I don't even want the what if I don't want to think so what is the tried everything what is the what if for you the what if for me is everything what if if I I didn't do this and do that what if I went to Japan for me, what if I did uh, okay. of sharks, what if so I, I'm a play devil's what advocate? If everything, fam. I play devil's everything. advocate. What if the what if? There's so many what ifs in life that it's inevitable that there will be some, but it's just about prioritizing which mm. ones that you know for a fact you can't move forward thinking what if for this particular yeah. one thing so 100%. you have to kind of prioritise because you're not going to be able to do everything no, in life. no one's got the everything. capacity to do so however I want to live a life of abundance knowing that I tried and that's that is like very very true yeah. I can't I can't even that's my thing I can't even knock anyone that thinks yeah. like that I feel like fair. 
As long as I try, I can never regret anything. I did so, everything. I lived my life to the fullest. Do you apply that vision to the bar- the brand you're building at the moment? That it can go anywhere. I've tried everything. Oh, maximize. That's why I try. That's why I do loads. Because I know I'm doing something. Something will pop. Whether it's photography, design, videography, whatever, podcast. Who knows? I might be a presenter or host. Who knows? Like, who knows? Who knows? Something will pop. So which of those that you just said, because I clocked and I keep thinking about, which of those was your first, first love? Is it photography? My first, first love. Love. Like, I loved. Yeah, I ain't talking about things, by the way. I'm talking about, like, your craft. <laughs> Because, <laughs> boy, you be having bets. Right, you be I'm having so bets. Oh, yeah, I can't use that word anymore. It's 2019, <laughs> isn't it? Yeah, you have to no, say. Um, what was my first passion? I love. I, probably photography. Like, I've, I, I did other things before photography, but photography is the one thing I actually, like, got into and fell in love with it. Oh, is it? Yeah, and that's, like, my, my number one passion. That's what kicked off. It's like... If I had to give an analogy, yeah, photography for me is like the Iron Man of my saga. Oh, yeah. It kicked everything off. I see. Literally. That makes so, sense. Without the photography, there. nothing happens, man. There's no, there's no, there's no Ajayi universe. Okay. Yeah. So what the, we're not going to skip the best part of your life here, but walk me through your uni years. Because <laughs> <laughs> I Walk you through what? Your uni years. Cause, uni years. Because Coventry was a very wild From place. Uni, yeah. And I knew quite a few people in Coventry, so... Uni... All right, cool. First year was a shambles for me. I feel like I just took L after L after L. Damn. Like, I've ruined my credit Damn. because of uni. Um, I, did, I made some stupid decisions. Actually, it wasn't even a stupid decision. It was a mistake because I didn't actually borrow money. What I did, I made two fatal mistakes that have just ruined my credit right now. The first one was getting two phone contracts. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what killed your credit. The phone. You're done one. at it, bro. Two. The second one that, 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 that was done at it was when I got a student account, yeah? I did overdraft. Yeah. I wasn't putting money inside. Yeah. So oh, they threatened to close the, the account. Thing, bro. Yeah. When you do that... And I was like, oh, it will be there. I'll put money there. Don't worry. Nah. And one day I woke up, they closed it. Say, yay. They don't, They finished me. It's funny how they'll teach you dumb, about all dumb, the dumb, dumbest dumb, things dumb, in dumb. school, but I'll they won't teach it. you about credit. Bro, it's funny. Driving, tax, how to flipping manage a bank account. How to finance, save, how to invest. How to inve- they the basic all the, things all the they don't things teach you how to you do. you need to do in life. God knows I don't know how to do half Bro, of those things today. They don't teach you not, nothing in uni or, or school or yeah. college. I would love to go back to a college or something and do like a master class and stuff like this. Essentials, things that you need. Who's, who's using Pythagoras theorem in this day and age, man? Yeah, I, don't know, I don't even know any bankers that that's using that, man. Yeah, and yet so. they were banging on about that. That that was the main thing for for a for GCSE exams. Oh, yeah, Pythagoras, man. Who's Pythagoras, bro? I'm dead. <laughs> so what? We're taking a piss. What happened in second year? Then? We What's... get to second year. Where are we mentally? So, yeah, first year that was L's upon L's. I went to Barfest. I enjoyed that. End the year. Then second year. Second year was Litty Litty Committee. Fam. I did dead. my thing, bro. You done? You done your thing? Oh my god! <laughs> I enjoyed that one to the full. I'm less. done. To the fullest. Nah, that's good. Yeah, I, I did. Um, 
hosted a few house parties. Oh yeah, I did quite quite a few moves. You were out here, though. Yeah. Um. else? Yeah, man. Coventry was a place. This was when I was picking up. Like I was doing everything. I was doing. This was when I was the D rave photographer. Like, oh yeah. This is when. A Jerry 360 was known in the Midlands, fam. Yeah. They knew my name in the Midlands. That's when I first figured out what you were up to, and I was like, nah, yeah. this guy's going. So, yeah, so literally. Shit, that's, it's funny It's funny that, though, because alternatively, as as that's what's happening for you, my fall yeah. off is taking place. Oh, wow. Because <laughs> I got to uni, the same thing happened for me. I started enjoying myself. Wow. Let me tell you something about Leeds, boys and girls. Leeds is like a party. Like party I mania, basically. So, between when you get to uni, so the funny thing is, I even tried to play for the uni team, but from the moment you get to uni and you start drinking, I had no chance. It's a wrap. It is a wrap. So I started just falling off, put on some weight, and that's that was the end of that man. But yeah, so you just started drinking, going out drinking, getting X, bro. Wow. I don't know how I came away with the green. Getting extra, honestly, man. <laughs> Um, but yeah, third year, yeah. I did another year because I flopped. So basically, I had a ankle injury. Yeah, and guess what? From oh, I, I had an know. injury from something I don't even love. Dancing, football, football. Uh it would be imagine. It would be football. Such, man. A, such a shame. Let me paint the picture. I was there. It was a sunny afternoon. I was in a relationship. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that relationship. <laughs> I remember that. I was like, kicking ball with a man then. Remember, this is this is a guy who was dead at football in school, you know. I'm done. But I've been playing throughout college, uni. Techers have been in building, increasing. I'm done. In that same match, I've scored two top bins. I'm the top goal scorer right now. Before you know it, I tried to go for a tackle. Someone's barged me. Yeah. Broke my ankle, fam. That's you deep see, stuff. This is my leg, yeah? It bent inwards, fam. Ooh. It went like this. Damn. I saw my leg go like this. You know when you see stuff like that in movies? Nasty, man. It's I crazy. saw it first. You know, first person, <laughs> fam. I just see my leg dangling. That's bad. I let out a scream. I was like, ah! But you know, I'm, I'm a quite a dramatic person, so they thought I was joking. Same. I'm still screaming one minute later. They're like, wait, wait, wait. Everyone stopped. Then they come and tend to me. I'm still screaming. They're like, right, what's going on? What's going on, fam? I start passing out. The pain was unbearable, fam. Listen, when you see people like John Wick break arms and all these things and, and, they're, and they're still fighting, it's a lie. The pain is a myth. <laughs> if you break a bone in your body, you are down for the I'm count. Dead. I'm dead. There's no way. You're not moving again. That pain is mad, bro. I thought I was going to die. I thought... I'm lucky I've never broken anything. Honestly, I've just managed to like twist fam, my knee and that's it, really. I honestly thought I was leaving this earth. That's the pain was mad. I started passing out. Wow. Yeah, I'm going, I'm going, I'm going. So I, I, I noticed there's some food on me. Ah, I'm still here. Ah, my leg. <laughs> and I noticed on the pod, yeah, and you're gonna um, you're gonna kill me after this what? one. Still, I noticed on the pod, yeah, that all your guests, mm. no one has ever asked you to divulge into into your love life. My love life. Why must they know about my love so, life? So, so the podcast so, is about them, not about me. Yeah, of course the it's about you. The only reason you, you can ask. Me. Your me name's on the is pod. because your name is the same as me, so yeah. technically you are the host. Ah, right, there we go. Double host. So, so your name, your name's on the pod, so it is about you. So now I'm gonna ask. Yeah, I'm the host. Hmm. What question am I about? I'm hosting about, it. Am I gonna ask about the love life though? 
How have you experienced? How have you experienced? I'm meant to be talking about Christmas. I'm talking mm. about love. Nah, we have I'm to. Like, we have to. We have to do. We have to do it for the pod, bro. Speaking of love, when, you can't, when, can't. when when are you gonna marry your siblings? Oh my! Hey, when are you gonna bro, get married? You can't ask that. You can't ask. When me that. are you gonna marry? Yeah, I'm retired, bro. When I'm am retired. I gonna see future prospects at, yeah, the, at retired, these moments? Man. For those who don't know. Emmanuel's birthday is this week. Yes, sir. Weekend. Let's go. So make sure you say happy birthday. Yeah, you'll to listen. You'll see me somewhere running around London. And yeah. Ooh. So am I going to see God. future prospects? It's my question I first, brother. My question was, I know you won't see future prospects because uh, yeah, I'm, I'm retired. But um, my question when was, will you marry? How do you compare dating in uni times compared to today? What's like? What's more difficult? What's more? What's more brazy to do? Like, what's what's the difference? Dating is more expensive here than it is in uni. It's like you gotta have money to date at this point, right? Hundred percent. If you don't have money, don't even bother. And it's, what date? What are you saying? Dating's a financial investment. It's a hundred percent. Girls are expensive, man. man. They are, which is why you can't just go take like. Let's 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 just strip it down, yeah. Go find the girl. You've got to be feeling her, first of all. Otherwise, what, what are you doing? You're a fool. <laughs> if you're not feeling her, you got to drop game. Cool. She's somewhat feeling you. Now, you have, you've agreed to go on a date. Cool. You're going on a date. Are you going to meet her? Is, are you going to meet up? If you're meeting her... <laughs> if you're meeting her... <laughs> you have to pick are her you up. Gonna meet her? Are you going to meet her? You have to You have to pick her up. Yo, that's um, money. Yeah. So Uber or fuel, that's Damn. money right there. Then you have to go on the date. That's money right there. Drinks, that's money right there. Are you taking her home or is she going home by herself? There's them once. But you see, you're not gonna get. You're not gonna let her go home. You're not gonna let her go home by herself. No, you have to put her in the Uber pool, bro. You have to slap her. Exactly. And that's if you're not driving. Otherwise, you drive her home. That's money again. So already, you. Fam, I mean, that's five exchanges. Like, come on. You have to have peas, man. Damn. That's the first date. I, so now this is going to be a How huge... How many first dates are you even going to do? This is going to be Cash a loss huge in. conversation. And I hope anyone listening, you really think about this to yourself. Do you need... Does money and love yes. slash dating need to exist in the same place? Does can what? you Can you love without money? Or can you love yeah. without money being the, the onus or the centerpiece around that? Being that... Money cannot be the centerpiece of the relationship. How do I even phrase this important question? I think I understand, but money cannot be the f- the centerpiece of can any you, relationship. Can you expect to love and be loved with without money? You should love, but don't be expect to love be loved if there's no money. Why? Why? Because when love with, nah, love is sweet, but when money enters, love is sweet. <laughs> David Obas, yeah. Come on. All right, so no, wrong. Love can be sweet. Wrong. Yes. And this is where this is the. So love can be sweet, but when this, is no the peace, hill. this is the hill. This is the in today's society, girls are independent. Um, if there's no bees, they're not. So so I unless I'd, you're unless you're OV level peng, uh, then there's no way, no way. I'd say that there's way more independent women today than yeah, how exactly. Many years That's why it's harder because you have to have peace. However, there. however, just because they're independent doesn't mean that the onus is still not in you to go out on a limb because you are the one that were just breaking down. You have to do this, 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 and it all adds up to peace. Yeah, but, as a man, but, I have to be able but, to do that. I don't think anyone ever hears the question when I ask them, do you need... 
can you not expect to love and be loved without money? Yes. What does love have to do with money? I would like to know. It doesn't have anything to do it with it. It doesn't have a thing to do well, with guess it. Well, guess what? Guess this is why it links to what I'm saying. How does love evolve? <laughs> you love me, I love you. <laughs> Now we're getting married. What Who's gonna pay for the wedding? <laughs> what you saying? Be you. The things are not talking to the man. The holes in their trousers. Oh, <laughs> you ain't got peace. She's already looking at you. Do you know what? For the wedding, cannot buy my ring. Uh, uh, cannot do engagement. Let me, let me not. Cannot do play vacation. You are not. Yeah. Smart. Let me not start capping for the pod. Of course, of course, money is relevant. But at the same it's time, relevant. My my problem is it's that just that if you want longevity. You have to have some money. My, yeah, of course. But my problem is with, with people when they think it's a measurable attribute of someone that you should love of how much money they've got nah. or if they've even nah, got nah, money. Nah, nah, nah. That's a problem. Nah. No, no. It's, you, we say this, but at the back of a lot of people's heads, that's a problem. Is it that... So I always give people this scenario. You've got guy A, guy B, and... You already love everything about guy A. Guy A is a good guy. He's every every other time, nine times out of ten, he's what you date. He's got no peace. Listen, don't even let me get there first. And then you got guy B, who's just a slight bit better looking, good personality, but you know there's not as much chemistry between you two. But guess what? He's got peace. Guess oh, how? Guess how many going for peace? Exactly. Hundred. How many females are gonna go for guy B? Hundred percent. So so that's the analogy I give. Not don't not saying that they just just go for the guy money. Guy A but is a loser. You are losing. It's a defining factor. Can't get your money. But what was ever wrong with guy A though? This is my question to he everyone didn't out there. Have P. There's no so problem while with you, guy A. While while you was going around trying to chase women and trying to find love, guy B was on his on his mash doing his, <laughs> doing his <laughs> thing, not doing this shit. Not doing this. Guy was doing this, and I had no peace. Alright, so I'm I'm not gonna lie to you. It's not so. Listen, listeners get your money. Listeners will say girls will come to you. Listeners will say he's only saying because he doesn't have peace but I'm willing to die on the ledge for the for the everyday guy that still doesn't have a dollar to his name alternatively alternatively he only had X amount of dollars but if you was broke and you had nothing every single one of those dollars that he had would go on you why am I saying dollars but that's the type of guy in America that, well but that guy still exists not every guy is a guy B. Of course. That guy still loads, exists uh, every day right in front of you. But there's loads of them. They have the persona of guy B. They will mm. show girls that they have that. The peas and they don't have it. <laughs> drip, drip, drop, drip, drop. Drip, drip, oh my guys are drip, 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 Oh my guys are drip, drip, drip. But really and truly, they're sleeping on, on mattress on the floor, fam. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, girls fall for that too. The world is empty. Girls fall for so, that too. Like... It's all a facade. What do you think well, about male-female friendships? Because you seem... I've always known you to be very good with, like, navigating around a lot of female friendships. It seems like you're just... It's natural to you. Yeah, because I live around females. Yeah, that's true, but it's, it, I reckon it's not the same for all guys. Because mm. you're more... You are more accustomed and calmer to female friendships than a lot of guys would be. Some guys, they can't have the female friendships. I, I would say I'm more in touch with my feminine, feminine side. Do you reckon that's what it that's is? That's why. Because okay. I'm, I'm more naturally I'm an understanding person, so I can relate. I, I like to see what your struggles, even if I might think you're mad, I will still understand why you are how you are. So because of that, I can connect with um, females. 
Oh, yeah. interesting. I can see your point of view, but interesting. That doesn't mean I'll accept your 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 was your rubbish. Mm. It's rubbish. Yeah, yeah I've always had a trash. I, I say it's a trash because it is a trash philosophy of like I don't have or I've never had many female friends. But it's not because I think of, I've had more female friends, even and from and it's killed me. It's killed me because guess what? Being around females breeds more females. So that's been a dead policy for me. But you know, I reckon females, I've always thought of it from a more females. Yeah, so being around girls, Wait, well, naturally, they'll be around more girls, so you get to meet more girls on the side. That's good. Yeah, so that's a win. So that's why it's been a bad policy for me. But um, my my thing, especially when I was younger and just didn't think about it much, is that I always thought females aren't the best friend in the world to have when it comes to stuff like... Nah, man. Yeah, maybe I'm like, wrong. I'm wrong, maybe. I feel like... Maybe I'm wrong. To be fair, I don't know, man. Females, males, I don't even care anymore, bruv. I'm dead. I don't even care. I don't even care. I'm just doing my own thing. I'm just here. Like, what I've noticed here, I'm not, I'm someone who's, I'm very unique. Like, my interests, I don't, I can't find my interests in a lot of groups. So, mm. I'm someone you will never see in a group. I'm starting to think that's a thing that runs in the family. Oh, so Yeah, that's because, you as well. well yeah, but for me, well, it's you opposite. Know, you've got a group of friends. Though. You see, it, I don't appears, have it appears that it appears that way, but here's the difference with me. The difference is me is I can. Okay, this will sound bad. I can walk into most rooms and seem like I fit in, but my heart yeah, is see, not. Me, I, I, it's I the, can't even do that. So that's your outside approach, but yeah. on the inside, it's both the same. Even what though I appear, it? I can fit into that room. Yeah. my heart's not in that room. My no, mind is not in that room. I mean, room. I'm not outcast. I can fit in. I can, you know, I can get accustomed. Well, that's that's where it's different for me because I can, on the outside, look like I can I fit know, in that I'm exact capping, room. Capping, I'm capping, I'm capping. I can look like I can fit in that exact I, I, room, I but I, I can't. If, if everyone in the room is not, I'm not feeling, I will not fit in. Yeah. I will be in the corner. But you know what? I'm glad that that's a thing that we've kind of been raised on, on stand on your own to be a leader, not a follower type thing. Because it, it goes... Come on, man. We, for listeners, we just started, by the way. You have to but, be a leader. Come on. No, it goes, it goes a long way because... That's my next Instagram post. Be a leader. Yeah. Yeah. Being, being a leader is important. But no, yeah, no. On the opposite side of it, it's, it's a lot of peer pressure out there, which a lot of young people fall into, which is a problem. Hmm. So yeah, yeah. I feel like fam, because I'll, I'll be real. Like <laughs> school, yeah. Kings are. I'm glad I left that school. That school was a bad influence. I think on you. Me. Should, I think I'm glad you that left. That was a well. bad influence on me. Fam. <laughs> I remember. I remember one time, yeah. These lot dared me, fam, to slap one girl's mum. Damn. And I did it, and I ran. Damn. Ran to the bus, bus and she called me. She slumped me, fam. What are you saying? Did you pray she to God in church on the Sunday and that to yeah. forgive? Bruv, she, 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 she slumped me, bro. Oh man, peer pressure is a they dead. Pay, so was, peer pressure. I was so, oh, I was so, so gullible to peer pressure. So peer pressure is, is something that I look at very deeply, and people don't even understand how much it man. plays in your day to day. For 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 a lot of people that don't think about it, for me, peer pressure is is how a lot of gang culture has been born. To me, yeah. to me, because a lot so, of a lot of people that are in gangs, fam, these are people that went to your school and your church and that. Mm. But because of where they're from, or someone is in their ear gassing them up, whatever the case may be, that's where they've ended up where they are. Peer pressure is a bloody source of bare bad things in the world. Mm. A lot of bad Very things. True. I feel like you gotta be you you gotta be secure in yourself and yeah. not, and not be overrun by insecurity. Because when you're securing yourself, you, it's very hard for outside things to pressure you into 
Because, you know, we're all influenced by, by people and things that happen in the world, but peer pressure is literally your peers pressuring you, indirectly or directly. So when you're securing yourself, that can't happen. Uh, you know I mean, if everyone says, rah, we're going to TGI's to eat, but I'm allergic to TGI, I'm going Nando's, fam. Yeah. And I'm going on my yeah. walls. That's just, that's just the way it is. Yeah, and the funny thing is, is do, you know when, do you know when the next level of that peer pressure comes <laughs> from? When everyone starts looking at you like, why is this guy going to Nando's when we're all going to TGI? Um, you have to die on that hill, bro. Yeah. You have to you stand have to. and die on that hill. Ooh. If you're allergic to TGI, go to Nando's, bro. Die on that horse. Yeah, well. Come on, man. Nah, you, have to, you, have to, you have to be a leader, bro. It's a serious one still. Yeah, man. But yeah, man. The topic for today, I wanted to discuss with you because you are someone who's gone from being a semi-pro footballer and I feel like athletes are craves, in my opinion. Anyway. We are. Well, um, I used to be. <laughs> yeah, you, so, I'm done out Anyway, but yeah, you, you've got, you've done, you've done that. But before I get into the question, I want to ask you, is semi-pro football, is that a respectable thing? Is that a job that pays well? Is that, like, for those listening, like, um, is that something someone can do on a... Well, firstly, hands down, in terms of the word respectable, absolutely. It's respectable. Yeah, because you still have somebody that has to dedicate themselves towards something. Mm. And lower level football at semi-professional level is now different. It's now being paid severely. It's now being televised. So the team I was playing for... semi-pro is televised. So isn't that pro-pro now then? Okay, so, well, at the highest, highest, highest one, but even the lower ones are still being televised as well. So the televised before I left Damn. to uni, the team that I was playing for pro. is now regarded professional. What's, what's considered semi-pro? Um, semi-professionals, pretty much. Well, old. Okay, there's an old way and there's a new way. Is, so semi-professional. You're getting paid to do a job. No, it depends on what league you play in. Well, yeah, you're right because you're that's where the semi bro, comes let's from. Let's be real. But semi-pro to me, anyway, it seems like you're getting a little, you know. Bursaries, yeah, yeah. Well, it is like that a bit, but those bursary peas are starting to increase into hundreds and more money and whatever the case may be. But so, could I get a mortgage? Could I, you know, live my life, pay bills? When you get, when you get to, when you get to that brink of high level semi pro, yes, you can, Mm. because. Okay, if you even think about it like this, before you get to the conference premiership, which is the highest level of, and that's not, it's not semi-pro no more, it's professional now. Okay. Yeah, the conference premier is professional now. <laughs> if you com- if you get to the league... So what's on the conference? Uh, Ryman, uh, Tapas, those are the real good semi-pro levels as well. Um, so the conference is like I professional now. I that conference. They used yeah. to to that league still. So, you could be in that league easily earning a grand a week. and some a grand a week? Listen, I dare anyone to come and tell me Woo! a grand a week is not life. That is life-changing money. That's never mind. Money. Never mind if you, have, if you add a full-time job. Add a full-time job to that as well. Would you have time for a full-time job? Though? Some do, but some, they're now making them full-time. So it might even be more than one grand a week. Okay. The best player, in my mind, the best players in the conference prem probably now get for four or five grand a week. Easy. Jeez, that's Easily. good money. Yeah. That is excellent money. Yeah, because you have to think, look <laughs> at the outputs. Grand. Look at the outputs that, a week. that are now coming from the conference. Jamie Vardy, probably now one of oh, the best, stri- best strikers in the from... Prem. Yeah, oh, yeah. Rah. Jamie Vardy, Dwight Gill, all these Premier League players and strikers that they're now one of the best and they came from conference at a very late age. So... 
Now, if you turn your TV on on a Saturday or Sunday morning at 12.30, guess what you're going to see? Conference what Champions League? League? Um, BT Sport. Mm. Yeah, so, B, well, BT Sport 2 or whatever. But. So, you know, more. might have to start watching more sports. But that's cool, man. That's good to hear that it's, it's something people can do. Because I, I was thinking... Because back in the day, you, you, see, you tell me you play for... Fleming bro, I just laugh. Like, <laughs> to, yeah, but like, send me to go and read your book. For me, yeah. So for, the thing is, for me, if you always respect the game and you put your all into it, you'll get what you want out mm. of it. You will. If you persevere with it yeah. and you don't give up on it, you'll get what you want out of the game. And I don't know everything there is to know about football, but I do know that. And that goes for any sport or any yeah. craft. Full stop, to be honest. Calm. All right. If you had the opportunity to be a coach for a Premier League team, what, what team would you pick? Firstly, I wouldn't be a coach because I don't. I don't think I'd coach. I don't think I'd enjoy coaching. But if I had to be a coach, you had to be a coach. It would have to I be my coach specifically. It would be Man United. Man United, yeah. Man. Coach Man United. Yeah. Right, what would be your dream team? Twelve. Damn, you're, you're making me go to my eleven yeah. pretty much. That's so, so what in, in the world? Like, if I could have any, if I could have anyone, your dream, like, this is the team that you are coaching. This yeah, but, but that's team. not fair, though. That's not fair because what do you mean it's not fair? This is your dream, bro. That's not fair. Well, the dream team you want to coach. I, so I'll try and make it realistic. No, no, I'll, no. What's your dream? It's a dream for real because it's not real. So I'm still, right, <laughs> why, so why are you giving yourself second rates <laughs> your dream? Because we're united. So I still have the hair and go right, I respect that guy I'll still yeah, have the hair and go right back's a difficult position so I'm going to come back to it because I'm not sure who the best right backs are oh, it's I, not that clear back, cut. back when I played football I played right back mm. so you could put me there well you're done I <laughs> um, centre backs I would have Varane and oh no I lied I played centre I'd have Varane and Van Dijk but um, everyone kept comparing me to um, what's his name, Saul Campbell. I'm dead. You got so, the head as well, still. I don't know. Is everyone that, used to call that, me Saul Campbell. Is that Paul? Is that, is that, is that Paul? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, Saul Campbell. Saul oh. Campbell's buzz, brother. Oh, 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 wow. oh. No. So I've been part of my whole life. I'm right, telling no you. More. Everyone that called me Saul Campbell, so it will not be well with you. It will not be well. <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. Uh, yeah. So Varane and Van Dyke at the back. Mm. Um, I'd have my left back as I know okay I'm going to come back to left back and right back those two positions are difficult now alright let's um, come just go run through it centre mids centre mids in the world I would have I would keep Pogba I don't care what anyone says I'm my staying God. on my Damn, team you have I would to, man. keep Pogba who's going to do Zanku yeah I'd keep Pogba I would have need uh, for the celebrations I would have oh man this is a tough one I would have De Bruyne from Man City and I'd probably top it off at the bottom of that by having either Casemiro behind them or Bernardo Silva in front of them. So one of the two. But I'd probably stay solid and go with Casemiro from Real Madrid behind them. Wingers... I'm just such a United Bias fan, so I'm gonna stick with Starboy Rashford. What are you telling me? Rashford, Starboy Rashford, that's your dream team. Listen, listen, Rashford has been one of the top ten players in the Premier this season. You can't tell me differently. No, but yeah, but you have to say you told me this is my top ten, ten, eleven who I would coach. Who I would like to coach. Okay. We don't know what Rashford's gonna become. Okay, fair enough. And he's doing up Starboy now. That is a good point. So Mbappe right and up top. I'd have to have Lewandowski, man. The man's on fire. 
you know, if you know me, you know that CR7 should be in this team somewhere. But <laughs> my guy's getting old. I can't lie. Let me let, let my people say Messi, let, Ronaldo. Nah, because because wow. where will Messi and Ronaldo? Well, I don't. I can speak for Messi, but not Ronaldo. But where would them two be in two years? Ronaldo will be 36 in two years. Messi will be 34, going on 35 in two years. So I'm thinking, if I'm going to coach a team, I want a team that's going to dominate for the next five to ten years, mm. if possible. So that's what I've thought whilst thinking yeah, that. Okay. Um, left back and right back, I'm just going to just pick anyone because it's too hard. Who would you make captain? Uh, I would make... Ugh, I hate to say it because I really don't like him, but I'd make Van Dijk captain. Um, Van Dijk or... Or um, Kevin De Bruyne. That's good. Um, right back would probably be Kimmich from Bayern Munich, um, and left back would probably be Alexandro from Juventus. And that's it. That was hard. Interesting. That was hard. That is a very interesting team. I know. I wonder how that would look like on FIFA. It would look good, I'm telling you. have to play FIFA one these days. I'll clap you up still. Yeah. I need to to get FIFA (laughs) I need to practice. Well, yeah, man. The topic of what I wanted to discuss for this finale, you know, is 9 to 5 versus entrepreneurship. Wow. That's a big conversation. Very big debate. That's a big conversation. Because obviously we are both on both ends of the spectrum at the moment. <laughs> at the moment, oh boy, the way things are going, I feel like this is this is the time to have that conversation. Hundred. So like, obviously the the stereotypical things that people say when this debate is brought up is uh, you're building someone else's dreams, not your own, when you're working nine to five. You're being paid less, blah blah blah, than you make. Um, well. Working full time is like repetitive, predictable, um, and then so on and so forth. But then on the flip side, it's like there's no stability. You're unemployed when you're being an entrepreneur. You're technically mm. unemployed, um, and there's it's it's a risk in it. Yeah, you know what I mean that's the biggest factor. It's yeah, we we're, we're just even so touching, like, touching on this. My my thing is, I wanted to know where where where, where do you like, where do you think you fit? And where do in I stand on your it? journey? And where do you see yourself leaning towards now? Like, <sighs> good questions, bro. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna start with like a moral statement, mm. and I don't think I can have this conversation without saying that what I'm gonna say. So, for those who criticize people who work nine to fives, firstly, just a simple basis of no one has any right to speak on anybody else's hustle. Full mm. stop. Okay. We live in such a messed up world that if someone thinks that they can get it in that way, who the hell are you to say that otherwise that they can't yeah. or that they should be doing something else? Mm. But then, you know, you can you can you can get other people who are just trying to inspire you and not trying to speak down on you. And to those, I'll say what Dave said. Fam, you can work a nine to five if you enjoy it. <laughs> if you enjoy it, you can really work a nine to five, come home with a smile in your face at the end of the day, money in your bank account and come to meet your wife or your husband. That's yeah. a real thing. It's a real thing that people can do. So I don't know what this stigma is about nine to five. I think the stigma around nine to five should be focused on people not being made to feel a certain way in their jobs or being treated or not being taken like treated like shit. Ooh. So don't let these corporate companies abuse you 
abuse your mental health, uh, put you in a place where you wake up in the morning thinking, why the hell am I going to work today? Or do I even enjoy... Yeah. Now, now, that's the conversation as opposed to um, our... I shouldn't be working a nine to five. There's nothing so wrong with nine to five. Said, it sounds like that the topic should be more mental health driven then. Yeah, yeah. But then I'm also gonna so as someone who again, I've played both sides of this coin at a younger age and at this age. So for the creatives, we need to protect we need to protect the spirit of creatives. We need to protect the spirit of everybody that is willing to blind their eyes to what society tells us we should do from when we're a child mm. and go against that and at some points even look like it's a risk to go and do what they enjoy mm. anyone in this life that can do what they enjoy and make money out of it that is a dream within itself mm-hmm. and that that that's like becoming an underrated thing because it's happening more and more often yeah do you think that i don't know how happy i can be or seeing someone like miss banks on tv doing what she's probably always talked about doing in school or seeing a Premier League player like Raheem Sterling that's like those those people really dreamt of those things and they do it and they're making money from it so Mm. we need to protect the spirit of creatives in saying that you know what don't feel like you have to come down this path just to come and make money like do what you need to do but put your craft first and keep honing your skills and you'll get to where you need to get to yeah Yeah, you might need to take a side job or two because at the end of the day as I've had to learn the hard way sometimes your passion doesn't pay the bills especially at that time or especially in football case if your passion is time sensitive Mm. sometimes it doesn't pay the bills so even in the worst case scenario for me where kind of like that dream the ultimate dream has passed me by yeah i can i can still find myself in a situation where i can say i'm working a nine to five that yeah. pays my bills yet on the weekend guess what i'm doing right back to my passion yeah. maybe not as much as i'd like to because i'd like to do it every day but i still incorporate my passion into my life mm. so it's really having the right conversation about where somebody's mind is and what they want to do yeah. and I don't think a lot of people realise that's a real thing that everyone has to do you have to choose what you want to do it's true, yeah. you can't as much as I wanted to believe it for years you can't have your cake and eat it you have to pick and that was where it became a problem for someone like myself where I was I, I probably had about equal potential in both because you had an A, B student and a, and a player who could have went anywhere had he yeah. had he just persevered with it so you never know so it's about protecting your mind protecting your spirit mm. um in terms of in terms of creatives oh my god man I, I i envy and i and i applaud anyone who goes out of their way to to chase their dream if you like as meek mill says because yeah that takes a lot of effort time dedication I was even saying to you when I walked into your house that yeah. people might think that you're not organised, but fam, I'm looking at your shit right now and I'm telling you, you're organised. <laughs> so, yeah, a lot goes into it and I don't Trying think... to be. Listen, <laughs> listen. I don't think creatives get as much credit as they deserve. Um, but I think we need to stop this nine-to-five stigma thing now too because what we don't want to do is mislead people into thinking that... So this is just my personal opinion. Yeah. But not all of us can be superstars. Not all of us can monetize our passion and our dreams so we have to think what next that's what a lot of young people also need to bear in mind what next so it's about finding the balance between not allowing that external pressure of uh, i need to pay my bills overcome what you know about your potential and your passion and also 
being prepared for the worst case scenario of okay maybe my passion doesn't pay the bills mm. and I might need to get an office job or a nine to five or so it's about balance as a sticky sticky yeah I know it's, it's a huge conversation that I mean I, I listen to like <laughs> so the king of podcasts at the moment for me Joe Budden I listen to him a lot but it's easy for him to say because he his rap career blew after a couple of songs and a few songs and then he had he was always a creative but then it's now easier for him now to say that what about the creatives that they really don't have nothing and they just wake up one day and say I know I'm good at this I want to start chasing my dream and have no one to contact and nowhere to start those are the people that it's the most difficult for um, how did the, Joe Budden start? he started as a rapper like he just yeah, yeah he, he started as a rapper but it's not the same thing yeah but I feel like in in the time in, in hip hop because it was such a prominent thing and where yeah. he grew up in New Jersey New York you were gonna you were gonna get somewhere if you had a little bit of talent someone was gonna find you yeah. but can how how difficult or easy it is for someone to find an Emmanuel well, Jai? Exactly. I feel like that's just excuses, man. No, it, it could be. It could in, in your head. I'm not saying people should tell themselves that, but I'm saying that we need to think about those people too. That it can be really hard for them. Fair enough. Yeah, it's not a case of. That is easy. Some things come easier to others than other people. Hundred. But like, it's a tough conversation. You still, have, you still got a hustle, man. Yeah. True. But yeah, man, like, I feel like in terms of entrepreneurship and doing a nine-to-five, I've come to a stage where the two need to merge. Mm. The two must become one. But I'm not so focused on that debate. I just wanted to hear your perspective. I'm more on a pattern of I need to make streams of income, not types of... I need, I'm not focused on types of income. So I need to have income... Passive income, you know, income I'm doing for my services, like bookings and stuff, you know, income like from royalties, you know, from doing like all, all this podcast stuff. Like I'm just trying to build and set the foundation for different streams of income now. I also want to go into real estate as well. Damn boy, so, this boy talking that yeah, talk. Uh, um, I feel like it's not even about what kind of job you do. Because you might do entrepreneurship and it might pop. You might be making racks. You might be doing 95. You might be making racks as well. But guess what? It's one stream of income. That's true. And they both require you to be present to make the money. And I've come across that challenge as well. (laughs) And I think anyone who's adulting currently, which by the way, I want a refund on it. But anyone who's (laughs) adulting currently, you at some point think, I need another bag. One bag ain't enough because what happens when that bag gets fucked up? What other bags have I got going? Yeah, done. Yeah, yeah. No, it's a real replace you. Your clients will drop you. (laughs) Listen, you know what I'm saying. So corporate companies need to have multiple streams of income. Forget the nine to five versus entrepreneurship talk. How many streams of income do you have? Okay, one stops today. Do you have peas for tomorrow? So I was actually having this conversation with one of my friends. Yeah, yeah, and I was saying. How do I monetize all my abilities? So I'll give you an example. One of my abilities, yeah, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a like part answer it. One of my abilities I've failed to monetize because I still all the way up to when I finished uni could have monetized yeah. it. Cool. But I have other abilities too. I can creatively write. Oh, wow. I can, 
I'm a good communicator. I could probably Damn. present some shit. Other th- so anything to do with communication or whatever the case may be or or stuff like that. How do I monetize that? How do I Damn. still at this stage on and not just on this own on the side with a job full time? How can you monetize your full abilities? Because you can't maximize your potential until you do. Because mm. football is not my only ability or my yeah. only thing that I'm good at. Yeah. So how do you monetize the other things too? Because you can't just make money out of nowhere. It has to be something you're good at. <sighs> Difficult question. Listen, I'll just be real with you. Anyone who's listening and wants to answer to that question, how do you monetize your talent, fashions, whatever, blah, blah, blah. First of all, you need to determine the value that mm. it has. So you doing that thing, you need to determine the value. Then, so you now know what the value is. Now, in order to monetize from it, the true value comes from the people you want to put to purchase that service your, or thing. Your consumers. They determine the value. Yeah, your consumers the determine the if value. If they think this is worth £25, that is what this is worth. So until you level it up, it is worth £25. Damn, your business acumen has you come understand? a long way, bro. So... You you have to have self-confidence in yourself, but you also have to be you also have to be acceptance about the um you also have to have self-acceptance to know that yes, you might want a hundred bags, <laughs> but not everyone's going to give you a hundred bags. No, because not you, at all. they don't think you deserve it. Not at all. So it's about give and take and determining and trying to see where how people gauge you and what your value is to them. Mm. So are you value to are you valuable to someone else? If the answer is yes, you can monetize. That's interesting. If the answer is no, you are going to be a bookie. <laughs> That's interesting. I think there's always the key problem with me, which is always comes back to I'm lazy. <laughs> I can't lie. There's that too, bro. Boy. No. Well, yeah. yeah. That's a really good conversation, though. Yeah, man. So just gotta find out what you want to do, man. It's just popped to my head, so I'm gonna have to ask you, yeah, because it's just a thing that I feel like we have to do. Who you gotta name your top five rappers, UK and US, US. I, and I gotta do it like that because I can't oh. lie, I'm I'm overhyped on US music right now. Oh. So top I'm not, five, I'll just I'm not even gonna count. Not that. musicians, I'm like not, just say I'm not a music guy like that. Oh yeah, but just say give it like. Musicians, not even rappers. Musicians are like... You're going to say... I know the first person you're going to say. No, no, say it, say it. I like Stormzy. Oh, I didn't see that coming. I like Gigs. I didn't um, see that coming. I like Heddy. Heddy's uh, doing his thing right now. I've been though. a fan of Dave from... Before, <laughs> wait, like, for long, the longest. Yeah. Before his Black Box, free, Black Box Freestyles, I've been a fan of Dave. Wow. Um, yeah, I started listening to him when he dropped Jekyll and Hyde. Mm. But, um, yeah. Uh, who else do I like? American. Uh, I was listening to the Migos for a bit. I was, I was feeling them. Everyone was on that. Yeah, they, they are falling off. They're finished. Well, then I jumped on a bit of NBA Youngboy. But that's just nonsense music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just listen to it. Hundred. And then, um, what else is there? American like music. I'd say, I'm trying to think, who do I actually like? Like, you haven't mentioned one female yet. Do you like any females at the moment? I'm um, see with me, yeah. 
I just have to hear it. If I like it, I like it. Well, I hear that but song. I'm not a fan. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, Rihanna, I, was li- I-, I liked Rihanna's last album and tweet. How do you pronounce Damn, everyone's hanging on to that album. Yeah, that album was a phenomenal. I was in the library and you singing one song. One song from it, fam. But the songs were very, very feminine, fam. <laughs> and one guy was looking at me funny, fam. <laughs> I remember my boy was laughing. I'm dead. But yeah, um, I yeah, females, yeah, Rihanna's lit. I like um, Beyonce is obviously lit as well. Um, so like you're like you're more mainstream than I thought. Yeah, I'm, I'm mainstream. Hey, I'm, 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 a, I'm, a, I'm a bit like that too. But my reasoning behind why I listen to certain people is extremely I'm, I've been banging, different. I've been banging little Tekka. Is that how you say his name? Oh, I don't listen to him. Uh, yeah, I'll listen to him. Bit, um, the baby recently as well. I listen to his album, but I'm not yeah, gonna hop. Like they, I'm not gonna hop on that one. No, just singles. I don't. I'm, me, yeah. I'm I don't jump on. I don't. I, I still ain't listen to Stormzy's new album yet. To be honest, I mm. listen to that. But yeah, like yeah, I listen to hits. So I see. I don't have time to be exploring music. I, I see. I'm surprised. I thought he was a big I'm music. Not head. really a music head like that. Not really. See all the things people like. This is why I don't fit in with a lot of people. Like music, football, that mm. two things. Uh, fam, that's not me. I so. never thought about that, you know. But if you want to talk about anime, movies, that's me. Damn, we're getting into this yeah, bag. Yeah, 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 yeah. Damn, you, you didn't even let, that. You didn't even let me get my meat meal and Rick Ross shit off. We're getting that's straight mighty. into anime. Let's do it, bro. You asked the straight question. Straight in. Let's do it, bro. Uh, this is. And by the way, and by the way, you can dive in. Listen, and by the way. There's a conversation to be had about why people, even at such a mature age, enjoy anime. There's a reason. Anime is... For, mature, forget mature age. I've been watching it from... Yeah, days. yeah, but I'm saying it still <laughs> kept people on to oh, yeah. even a mature age up to today. But the, the reason... I, well, for me, this is my personal reason. I think not every anime is like happy-go-lucky, like Dragon Ball Z, like One Piece, like where it's, there's positive messages in it. Some are just some dark shit, to be mm. honest, which is just genius writing. So for example, a good example of genius writing is Hunter x Hunter. Hunter x Hunter is written in such a way that you're thinking, Jesus Christis. You're thinking, this is a Mazzino. Because from where they start to where it finishes, you can't even fathom that it escalates like that. But mm. for me, what, what what anime does is, and this will sound very deep to anyone listening, anime evokes the emotion that I feel is missing in real life today. Yeah. And that that those emotions... That's, that's perfect analogy. Yeah, yeah. So that's why people... How many times I've cried to One Piece, fam? Yeah, that's that's why, oh, One Piece, don't even start. That's my um, child right there. No, too but, many times, bruv. So, Tears in my eye, I'm just watching it. I think that's why anyone watches or or participates in anything um, that like, that. Cry like that. You watch things because it helps you escape reality. But yeah, at, the end, at the end of the day, what anime does is it shows you what the world could be like in a different way every single in time. Messed up way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, the common theme in, in, in key anime is like One Piece, Dragon Ball Z and things like that that they teach you is empathy and stuff like that. Like... And Nakama. Yeah, man. And like, companionship, friendship. Like, just true morals. Yeah, so there's there's yeah, always yeah. something to be said about someone who watches anime. If anything, as soon as someone watches anime, they've already actually told me a lot about who they are as a person. It's a, it's a fact. It's a fact. I, I, every person that, I, that watches anime and I speak to them, those same things and key themes come out that that's why they watch it. Mm. Um, 
So anime is not as much of a joke as it, it's made out to be. Oh, that's sick. So are you watching any anime or movies this Christmas? Uh, good question. What um, are you watching? What so you I'm, I'm, I've become so obsessed, and I can't believe it's less than 100 episodes, but with the whole series of it, I've never been as obsessed with one series as I have been with Hunter x Hunter. Every angle of it, every... Every way that they told... You still haven't finished on No, no, I've watched it and I keep re-watching it. No. In fact, I'm even watching the two, the 1999 one now as opposed to the 2011 one because I need to see it in so many different ways and that story is told in such a good way that I have to I have to keep re-watching. The, the, the 2011 one's better The older me. one is... Um, they didn't finish it. It ends up... Oh, yeah, they didn't finish it, did they? Yeah, it ends up... Oh, that's bad it. then. No, then... But I can watch that over so that many times because the ending... The ending is like... It was more like... Uh, it was more gritty. But for me, nothing... And listen to this and anyone that's listening, I'm sorry if it sounds like blasphemy to me, to you, sorry, but nothing comes close to One Piece. Nothing even comes close. Wait, I used to say... The last time I watched One Piece? I used to say something in college, yeah, I said... One Piece is the best thing written since the Bible. And I and I stand. Yeah, yeah, yeah I stand on that. I stand you on that. You might not get out of I, my house. I'll tell you. Name one thing. Get out of my name house. Name one thing better written than One Man Piece. Man said One Piece is the best written. Are you crazy? Since the Bible. Hunter x Hunter is the, is the most balanced anime. No. Well, yeah, it's the most balanced, out but there. as a whole story, as, as from whole story, where One Piece can nah, take man, you. Well, one, one, piece, one, piece will, one Piece is jazz. One Piece will break you, put you back together, glue you. And just break you all over again. Yeah, it's hella emotional scenes. It's, a, it it's an emotional roller coaster. Yeah, but that doesn't mean and that it's great, right? You could, yeah, but you could never think that they could take a story into so many different ways and keep twisting it. Yeah, but it. Well, the goal is... And so, we're not even, we're not the even goal, at the, the goal. The goal is so impossible that you, you, the journey is... Like, the series is about a journey, not the goal. And the goal is so mm. far away... That the journey is gonna be meaningful because do you know, it's so do you know, long. Do you know what's funny yeah. that you said? Do you know what's funny that you say that? In the last, and I know this sounds crazy to anyone who doesn't watch it because we're now seven hundred. Is it seven hundred? Seven hundred. No, no idea. There's eight. There's no maybe even nine. I don't even know how many episodes. There's we're over in. a thousand episodes. Of over weeks. over hundred eight seven hundred eight hundred episodes. No, yeah, nine hundred to a thousand. Wow. Yeah. There's, we're like on crazy amount of episodes. It's the longest anime, bro. In the last 40, 50 episodes, and I'm up to date, I feel like that's what I've been getting. It's I think the treasure, which, again, that's what One Piece is about. It's about an iconic pirate who left an iconic treasure behind and everyone's on a journey to find it. But, and that treasure is called One Piece. I'm starting to think that One Piece is the journey as opposed to, I think that's a metaphorical meaning. I swear it. on if they ever do that. No, no, I don't. I think, I think there is, I think there's a real treasure. I think there's a literal physical there treasure. There's a real treasure. But I think the, the, that the writing. Treasure, that treasure has to make the book fly, fam. The writing is trying to tell you that the true One Piece is in the friendship and the journey. Nah, nah, that's not what I want to <laughs> No, but that's real stuff, though, because I can... Nah, I, don't I, I subscribe to that. No, I subscribe I to I that. I subscribe. So I subscribe to that in a real-life way of what I, one of the first things I said on the episode. Man said the journey is the... At the, end, at the end of your life... More sense. God willing that we get a chance to look back in hindsight like this. At the end of your life, when you look back, what is really going to matter? It's not going to matter... The degree you got, or yeah, the, the or, or how much even money you've got, then it's about who and what you did and how you left the mark in people's lives. True. That's that's the one piece to me. 
And that's Ooh. how I look at everything. <laughs> look at this guy, man. Yeah, I sound terrible Emotional. when I'm, when I'm f- philosoph- yeah, 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 I sound terrible when oh, I'm doing forget this. One Piece. Everyone go and watch Attack on Titan. Oh, oh shit, that shit is crazy. Note, bro. This is this is my introduction to anime for you, bro. You Attack on Titan is brazy, in fact. Yeah. You'll be very shocked. Damn. So yeah, go and watch that. But yeah, man, bro, Christmas is coming. What are you having for Christmas, though? Christmas what are you telling me. Christmas can wait, man. We've got a birthday to I'd celebrate first, man. But no, loads of loads of presents this year. Make sure you save us some food, innit? Uh, what are you celebrating lot. Christmas? At my sister's house, oh, actually. Sister. Where's Kent. your sister's house? Okay. She lives in Kent, yeah. So we're all going there. She's got the Mazzini house, so we're gonna win. And chop. Chop till we can't say anymore. Say no more, say no more. Big what about you? things and that. Well, we're here, obviously. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna be in Pakenham. I'm dead. Celebrating. No, more no, that's lit still. It'll yeah. be a good celebration. Yeah, hopefully, man. We're gonna enter in the new year. But yeah, man, guys, I want to say thank you for listening. You thank know, this you. is the season one finale. This is the beginning of the Emmanuel Jai podcast. And uh, I just want to say Merry Christmas. And I hope you guys have an amazing, a blessed and wonderful new year. Don't join Gango. Don't join Gang. <laughs> and don't go on Jim Drive. Because <laughs> <laughs> you die. You end up on the wrong road. You end up in my door. You end up in it. Alright. Wow, man. See you later. Thank you. Obviously, this is the Emmanuel Jai podcast, the one and only. Thank you for listening. Please share the podcast with fellow like-minded creatives like yourselves and follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Ajay360 and have a lovely day.